0: Please open your Bibles to the book of Exodus, Exodus chapter 26. And over the last three Sundays, we've been looking at the 25th chapter, uh, like verses 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, dealing with tithing, the need to pay for the cost of this ostentatious building, the tabernacle, also referred to as the tents, of course. Exodus chapter 26, Exodus chapter 26, look at verse 1, please. Moreover, Thou shalt make the tabernacle with ten curtains of fine twin linen, and blue and purple and scarlet. With cherubims of cunning work shalt thou make them. So, before I do any recording, I sit down and I read time after time to try and understand what I'm about to preach on this morning. And I'll be honest with you and say that this is one of the most trickiest passages, if that's an English word. One of the most difficult passages to read, to exegete. I think one of the problems that we have as non-Jews is that we are just that, Gentiles. And many parts of the Old Testament are a mystery to us. There are large parts of Song of Solomon, Ezekiel, and also Zechariah that are incredibly difficult to really understand. It's easy for the Jews to understand both Testaments because they wrote both Testaments. The oracles of God are from the Jews, of course. So forgive me if I take my time. Over next two, three, maybe four Sundays, trying to further expound on the tabernacle, also referred to as the tents. Moreover, continuing on from chapters 24, 25, and again, when it comes to worship, when it comes to enjoying the Lord's goodness, if you were a Jew back in the Old Testament, he will spend six, seven, eight, nine chapters outlining how he wants to be worshipped, and not even nine verses on the creation accounts, which infuriates atheists, of course. What did the Lord Jesus Christ say? You must worship the Father, in spirit and in truth. Moreover, thou shalt make the tabernacle with ten curtains, with ten curtains. Now ten is a Gentile number, but of course here, you're way back in the Old Testament, there were no Gentiles present. The Ten Commandments were given to the Jews. No Gentile present, no Christian present. Nothing wrong with the Ten Commandments if you use them to bring people to the Lord. 1 Timothy chapter 1, but the Ten Commandments in of themselves won't save anyone. Moreover, thou shalt make the tabernacle with ten curtains of fine twinned linen. So, fine twinned linen. Twinned is of course two, double, double linen. Jesus Christ is the Son of Man and the Son of God. If you are a Christian, you are a Son of God. If you are a Christian, you are a a son of Adam. There's two parts to you. Children of Adam, children of God. Jesus Christ was son of man as a descendant from Adam, via his mother, of course. Son of God as a descendant from his father, of course. Fine, twinned linen. Twinned, like I say, is double. Linen. Linen can, on the one hand, picture a person's standing today, one's own... uh, relationship with the lord but in the context this reference pictures christ's spotless sinless nature son of man of course blue purple scarlet blue is a picture of heaven uh denoting son of god whereas purple and scarlet will picture his majesty on top of that whereas scarlet pictures his royalty son of david purple can also picture his suffering son of joseph son of david As far as we are concerned as Christians today, we see him as son of God, son of man. But for the Jews, son of David, son of God, son of man. But also son of Joseph, going back to son of man, the suffering saviour. Moreover, thou shalt make the tabernacle, the tent, God's home, if you will, with ten curtains of fine twinned linen. Linen, good quality of course. And blue and purple and scarlet with cherubins. Of cunning work, shalt thou make them cunning. Cunning meaning skillful. Cunning meaning an expert. Cunning meaning somebody who knows what they are doing. Today we say he was very cunning. He was able to embezzle money out of her. She was very cunning. She was able to deceive him into marrying her. But for the Old Testament, cunning, denoted somebody who knew what they were doing. An expert. Could be a plumber. It could be an engineer. It could be an electrician. Cherubins, once again, And if you go back to the previous chapter, how the cherubims were on the mercy seats, and it seems to me that the cherubims have a role when it comes to sin. They would kick Adam and Eve out of Eden. They would put out a sword, stop Adam and Eve going back into Eden. Ezekiel speaks about cherubims, not the same as angels in a general sense. And of course, Satan is the anointed cherub. But the role of the cherubims also called cherubim in the singular, would be to see sin, look upon sin with absolute disdain, absolute disgust. The length of one curtain shall be eight and twenty cubits, and the breadth of one curtain, four cubits, and every one of the curtains shall have the same measure. Back to cubits again. I looked at a couple of reference Bibles a few days ago. It's always helpful to see what others think about chapter 26, and it didn't surprise me that some of the best scholars that i have access to their writings are pretty quiet on this chapter because again this is a jewish book written by jews to the jews we get grafted in romans chapter 11 we are allowed to be a part of this wonderful relationship because the jews would turn down their messiah the length of one curtain shall be eight and twenty cubits 28 cubits 28 cubits is around 42 feet And the breadth, the width of one curtain, four cubits. And four cubits is around five feet eleven. Interesting dimension. And every one of the curtains shall have one measure. All going to be the same. And I appreciate, I do appreciate the attention to detail when it comes to what the Lord wants you to see and hear. Like I say, he will take nine chapters out of the book of Exodus. How to be worshipped, how to approach him. What is right, what is wrong, and yet not even nine verses. Not even nine verses on the creation of the world. The length of one curtain (coughs) shall be eight and twenty cubits. Twenty-eight cubits, like I say. And one of my reference Bibles suggested that the length was 175 feet. I don't quite know where they got that from. Unless, of course, they are counting the doubling which takes place. And the breadth or width of one curtain shall be four cubits... And every one of the curtains shall have one measure. The same measurements. The five curtains shall be coupled together one to another. Another five curtains shall be coupled one to another. Coupled from the edge. And if you think of if you sew something. Or if you design something. Or if you are a tailor. Or if you've ever been involved with making clothing. You know that the term uh, coupling means to double. Double up. To reinforce it you see. And thou shalt make loops of blue. Upon the edge of the one curtain from the selvage. In the coupling And likewise shalt thou make. In the utmost edge of another curtain. In the coupling of the second. Fifty loops shalt thou make in the one curtain. And fifty loops shalt thou make. In the edge of the curtain that is in the coupling of the second. That the loops may take hold one of another. What would the Jews have made of this? We will never know. Moses was given a very privileged Education. It says how Egypt thought very highly of Moses. Aaron, on the other hand, was a slave along with his sister. So Moses was a brilliant man. He had seen the Egyptians. He had seen what they could do when it came to building this and that. It's been said that Job may have been responsible for the creation of the pyramids. It's possible. Mm. You can't prove it either way. But Moses had a good upbringing, shall we say, and he saw the Jews in captivity, and bondage, in the mud, in the mire, he saw the Egyptians as kings, queens, building their treasure cities, he knew how Ra was worshipped, and here Jehovah is revealing more material to him, we call this progressive revelation, if you come across somebody who thinks they know everything, doesn't need to be taught anything, has got it all down, you're dealing with a novice, progressive revelation, this book was written over 1800 years, written by 41 authors, living on Three, four continents, and yet they all match up. What they write and reveal, it all matches up. Six, and thou shalt make 50 tatchers of gold, and couple the curtains together with the tatchers, and it shall be one tabernacle, tatchers, attachments. These curtains are going to be, like I say, 40 feet long. Some suggest, as I say, it could be 170 feet uh, long, which, to come to that conclusion, you'd have to count the doubling, which... We just looked at the coupling from verses 3 and 4. But without the coupling taken into consideration, I don't know how the measurements of 175 feet is come by. And thou shalt make curtains of goat's hair to be a covering upon the tabernacle. Eleven curtains shalt thou make. Goats, badgers, skins, back to the animal world again. Jesus Christ is called the Lamb of God, was born in a stable. To show that he is Lord over the animal world. Romans chapter 8 says the entire creation is groaning. Including the animals. If you have an animal and your animal is sick. It starts to make a noise. It starts to roll around the floor or go to sleep. Goes off its food. That's a throwback to the fall. Animals fell during the fall as a result of Adam's sin. And here the goat's hair is also pictured. Concerning the tabernacle. Verse 8 the length of one curtain shall be 30 cubits, and the breadth of one curtain, four cubits, and the 11 curtains shall be all of one measure. So you've got 30 cubits, and you've got the width being four cubits, and for memory, four cubits was around three feet in width was 30 cubits. For memory was around 15 feet. So I may have to come back and correct myself. I haven't uh, got the measurements down for verse 8. But keep your hand there and go to Luke chapter 8. Like I said, around 10 minutes ago or so, this is a difficult piece of scripture to read and preach and uh, harmonise with the New Testament. The tabernacle was a mystery, very ostentatious, like I say, revealed to Moses, and he built it right down to the letter. Moses is a type of the Messiah, Messiah was, of course, a carpenter. Uh, Luke chapter 8. I read this yesterday uh, evening. I thought this would be a good cross-reference to try and harmonize the Old Testament with the New. Can't always do it, but let's let's attempt to do it this morning. Luke chapter 8. Luke uh, chapter 8. Look at verse 43, please. And a woman, having an issue of blood twelve years, which had spent all her living upon physicians, Neither could be healed of any. Came behind him and touched the border of his garments. And immediately her issue of blood stanched. So I wonder if his clothing. Jesus Christ was a rabbi of course. If his clothing. If the the colour of his clothing was blue. Purple and scarlet. Exodus 26.1. Just a thought. And here this woman is in need of healing. The great physician. Never lets anybody down. Look at verse 39 from Luke 8. Return to thine own house and show how great things God hath done unto thee. And he went his way and published throughout the whole city how great things Jesus had done unto him. Jesus is of course God. And here God's clothing indirectly has healed a woman. Jump down to verse 48. And he said unto her daughter be of good comfort. Thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace. Go back to the book of, of, of Exodus. So Jesus Christ is referred to as everlasting father. Isaiah chapter 9. First coming. That's partly pictured. Daughter. Thy sins are forgiven thee. Son. Thy sins are forgiven thee. Children. John 21. Have you any fish? And the apostles would say, who is that? It's Jesus. So on and so forth. So Jesus Christ is Israel's father. Not God the Father, but Israel's Father. And here, my hypothesis, let's call it that, would suggest, and I am suggesting, that it's possible that the Lord Jesus Christ's clothing, and they would part or they would gamble for his garments when he hung on the cross, and they split it four ways in the Gospels. But I just wonder if his clothing was blue, purple, and scarlet. Blue picturing deity, purple picturing royalty used interchangeably with suffering and scarlet also picturing royalty or suffering. I've seen commentaries going both ways. They say that purple pictures suffering and scarlet pictures royalty or they say scarlet pictures suffering and purple pictures royalty but it's basically the same thing. Son of man, son of God, son of David, blue purple scarlet, as son of man, the suffering saviour, son of Joseph, And it might just possibly be, but don't quote me, that the garments that the Lord Jesus Christ wore from Luke chapter 8, verses 43 to uh, to 44, may just possibly have been the same as the tabernacle. Go back to verse 1 again. Moreover, thou shalt make the tabernacle with ten curtains of fine twinned linen, good quality linen, doubled, going back to the two natures of the Lord Jesus Christ, and blue and purple and scarlet, with cherubims of cunning works, shalt thou make them. He that confesses me before my Father in heaven, I will confess before my Father and his holy angels in heaven. The length of one curtain shall be eight and twenty cubits, twenty eight cubits, forty two feet, and the breadth width of one curtain, four cubits, five feet eleven. Maybe, 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 Jesus Christ was five foot eleven, but let's not go beyond that. And every one Of the curtains shall have one measure. The five curtains shall be coupled together, doubled up to another, and other five curtains shall be coupled one to another. I'm not a tailor, so I don't claim to really understand this. I've never uh, designed any clothing. I think once I tried to put a button onto one of my old shirts, made a terrible mess of it. So I'll just read these verses and, as and when possible, try and cross-reference these to the New Testament. And thou shalt make loops of blue upon the edge of the one curtain curtain from the selvage of the coupling, and likewise shalt thou make in the uttermost edge of another curtain, in the coupling of the second. Fifty loops shalt thou make in the one curtain, and fifty loops shalt thou make in the edge of the curtain, at, is in the coupling of the second, that the loops may take hold one of another. Also the tabernacle, tents, had to be, Moved around, so it had to be disbanded, moved. It would travel with the Jews for 40 years. It was imperative to be easy, to reassemble at a moment's notice. The Jews were privileged to have God go with them, but now we have God who's inside of us. For the Old Testament, God would anoint certain leaders. For today, he anoints everyone who is born again. First John chapter 2. For the Old Testament, the Holy Ghost would come upon Patriarchs, princes, kings, prophets, priests, so on and so forth. For today, the Trinity lives in each and every one of us. Major, major distinction between the Old and the New Testament. And thou shalt make fifty tatches of gold, attachments of gold, and I mean pure gold, and couple the curtain together with the tatches, the attachments, and it shall be one tabernacle. One Lord, one baptism, one faith, one resurrection, one new birth. One rapture, one second coming, one creation, one new birth. And thou shalt make curtains of goat's hair to be a covering upon the tabernacle. Eleven curtains shalt thou make. Goat's hair could be a picture of Christ's sacrificial death. Also goat's hair, going back to last week's message, can be dyed. And once it is dyed, it becomes leather. And leather, I can tell you, lasts a long time. And thou shalt make curtains of goat's hair to be a covering upon the tabernacle. Eleven curtains shalt thou make. The length of one curtain shall be thirty cubits. And the breadth of one curtain four cubits. And the eleven curtains shall be all of one measure. Also keep this in mind that the curtains, the beauty of the curtains if you will, were only seen from those on the inside. From those on the outside all they could see was this coarse looking curtain if you will, picturing the problem of sin pre the death of the Lord Jesus Christ. Only the priest could go into the the, uh, the tabernacle and those outside would watch and wait. If you think of uh, Zechariah, Luke chapter 1, when it fell to him to offer up incense to the Lord, he went into the Holy of Holies. The people waited outside and he came out. He was deaf and dumb, couldn't speak. The Lord had struck him down. But the point is this, only the priest could go inside to the Holy of Holies. Jesus Christ is our high priest. He's gone into the Holy of Holies. And we looked at that last week. Hebrews 5, Hebrews 8. And he doesn't need to go into the Holy of Holies anymore. Verse 9 And thou shalt couple five curtains by themselves, and six curtains by themselves, and shalt double the sixth curtain in the forefront of the tabernacle. And thou shalt make fifty loops on the edge of the one curtain that is outmost in the coupling. And fifty loops in the edge shall the curtain which coupleth a second. And thou shalt make fifty thatches of brass. And put the thatches into the loops. And couple the tent together that it may be one. You think of New Jerusalem. You think of the attention to detail. You think of what the Lord expects. If you are a Christian our mother is New Jerusalem. If you speak to a Roman Catholic they think their mother is Mary. But our mother is New Jerusalem. Our father is God the father. If you are a saved Jew, your father is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is Israel's everlasting father. Picked up Luke chapter 8 and further implemented during the thousand year reign. And thou shalt make fifty tatches, attachments of brass, verse 11. And put the tatches, attachments into the loops. And couple the tent together that it may be one. One. John chapter 17. Father, I pray they may be one. And that verse gets quoted by the ecumenical movement to suggest all Christians should come together. Of course, what they mean by that is under the authority of the papacy. John chapter 17 is speaking about, first and foremost, the apostles sticking together. Judas had just betrayed the Lord Jesus Christ. There was a split in the ranks, if you will. And the Lord Jesus Christ wanted the apostles as his leaders in the early church to stay together, hold the church together. And upon the resurrection, the church was one. Jew and Gentile are now one. Galatians chapter 3 says there are no Jews. There are no Gentiles. 1 Corinthians 1 says there is just a church. If you are born again, of course. Otherwise, if you're not born again, you are an unsaved unsaved Jew. An unsaved Gentile. Look at verse 12. And the remnants that remaineth of the curtains of the tent, the half-curtain that remaineth, shall hang over the back side of the tabernacle. And a cubit... On the one side and a cubit, on the other side of that which remaineth in the length of the curtains of the tent. It shall hang over the sides of the tabernacle, on this side and on that side, to cover it. And thou shalt make a covering for the tent of rams' skins dyed red, and a covering above of badger skins. Rams and badgers, picturing the Lord's affiliation, like I say, to the animal world. Going back to sacrificing animals to cover One sins, pre-Christ, not to take away one sins. Fifteen, and thou shalt make boards for the tabernacle of sheet and wood, standing up, boards, wood. Of course, boards, wood, the cassia wood especially, old types of Christ, I am the door, so on and so forth. Sixteen, ten cubits shall be the length of a board, and a cubit and a half shall be the breadth of one board. Ten cubits is around 16 feet. A cubit, for memory, was around two feet in width. Two tenons shall there be in one board, set in order one against another. Thus shalt thou make for uh, for all the boards of the tabernacle. A tenon was a hand pin, like a nail. You put a nail through two planks of wood. They hold together. You couple two lots of curtains together. They hold together. You... Stitch a button onto a shirt; it holds together. Not a very good analogy, I know, but that's the best I can do. Two tenons, seventeen again. Two tenons, two hand pins. Two tenons. Shall there be in one board? Set in order, one against another. Thus shalt thou make for all the boards of the tabernacle. A pin goes into the wood. They pierced my hands and my feet. They nailed him to a tree. Cursed is everyone that hangs on a tree. Tabernacle, tent, the word became flesh and dwelt among us, tabernacled amongst us, and we beheld his glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. 18 And thou shalt make the boards for the tabernacle, 20 boards on the south side, southward, and thou shalt make 40 sockets of silver under the 20 boards, two sockets under one board for his two tenons. And two sockets under another board for his two tenons. Keep your hand there and go to Psalm uh, chapter 12. Silver can be a picture of redemption. Most of your Bibles would have silver as a type of redemption. Uh, your faith is more precious than silver and gold, and that's true. Uh, but Psalm chapter 12 comes at this from a different angle. Look at verse 6, please. The words of the Lord are pure words, as silver tried in a furnace of earth purified seven times so the lord's words are pure words heaven and earth will pass away but my words will not pass away they are purified in a furnace of earth seven times go back to the book of exodus because the words of the lord came from heaven obviously they were dictated from the lord but they were revealed to men on the earth written down by men on the earth papious writings were copied copious copies were made Papias meaning paper, newspaper quality, especially for the New Testament, Koine Greek, and copies and copies and copies and copies were made, passed around, and here we are, what, nearly 2,000 years later, and we have the word of God preserved in the King James Bible. 26.19, and thou shalt make 40 sockets of silver under the 20 boards, two sockets under one board for his two tenons. And two sockets under another board for his two tenons. Again tenons being pins, hand pins. Pretty self-explanatory. And for the second side of the tabernacle on the north side there shall be twenty boards. And there are forty sockets of silver, two sockets under one board and two sockets under another board. And for the sides of the tabernacle westward thou shalt make six boards. And two boards shalt thou make for the corners of the tabernacle in two, in the two sides. And they shall be coupled together beneath And they shall be coupled together above the head of it unto one ring. Thus shall it be for them both. They shall be for the two corners. And they shall be eight boards and their sockets of silver. Sixteen sockets. Two sockets under one board and two sockets under another board. Keep your hand there. And go to Matthew chapter 27. If you are a carpenter, I am convinced you can follow these instructions and uh, build. A new tabernacle. I found a video last night. A very interesting video of a Jewish Christian couple. Traveling around, uh, traveling around Israel. And they went to parts in Israel. They found remains of Solomon's uh, domain. Territory. Jurisdiction if you will. They found uh, remains of the Midianites. Going back to Jethro. Mm. Moses' father-in-law. And they found a replica. A duplication of the tabernacle. The tents. And they were shocked. As I was. Three, four, five weeks ago, to see how small it was, mm. because the Jews, like I say, had to travel around, always on the move. It wouldn't be, uh, it wouldn't be uh, practical to build something huge and massive, uh, because the bigger it is, the harder it will fall, as they say. But more specifically, if it's too big, it's not practical to dismantle. Matthew twenty-seven, Matthew twenty-seven. If you don't uh, find the cross references for Exodus chapter twenty-six, it becomes somewhat. I won't say dry, but it has no relevance to anyone living today. Three quarters of the Bible were written before Jesus Christ arrived. And when he arrived, he had the Old Testament, the, the uh, Tanakh. He would go into a temple, make that a synagogue, in Luke chapter 4. Read from Isaiah 61. And it says how all, all of the eyes in the synagogue were fastened on him for the wonderful words that he had said. Uh, Matthew 27, Matthew 27. But as far as we are concerned... As Christians, we have the entire Bible now. And while this is all available to us, it's not all doctrinally relevant for us. Matthew 27, let's see if we can harmonize this. Matthew 27, Matthew 27, look at verse uh, 51, please. And behold, the veil of the temple was rent in twain, from the top to the bottom. And the earth did quake, and the rocks rent. And the graves were opened, and many bodies of the saints which slept arose came out of the graves after his resurrection and went into the holy city and appeared unto many. The veil of the temple was rent, ripped in twain, in two. There's that word again, twain, two, twin. The veil, holy of holies, was ripped. When he hung on the cross, he would say, Father, into thy hands I commend my spirit. The veil is ripped, picturing a major shift in dispensations. The Jews didn't receive Jesus. Jesus wasn't very popular for the most part with the priests. And those from organized religion, it would say how the people heard him gladly, but the priests thought nothing of him for the most part, excluding Joseph and Nicodemus. So he's hanging on a cross. My God, my God, why has thou forsaken me? They pierced my hands and my feet, going back to tenons being hand pins used to hold the tabernacle together. They have compassed me about. Dogs, sons forth, and of course dogs for a Jew was an unclean animal. If you are an unsaved man, God sees you as a dog. If you are an unsaved woman, he sees you as a pig. Not my words, the Lord's words. veil of the temple was rent, ripped in twain in two, from the top to the bottom. Earth did quake, and earthquake, rocks rent. Later on, the Lord will appear to Moses in the cleft of a rock. Graves were opened, pitch of the rapture. Many bodies of the saints, many bodies of the saints which slept arose, saved people. Sins were covered, but not forgiven. Couldn't go to heaven until Christ had paid for their sins on Calvary. Came out of the graves after His resurrection, picturing our rapture, which hopefully will come very soon. Went into the holy city, uh, holy city Jerusalem. Appeared unto many. Go back to the book of Exodus. So you have the veil ripped in two, as Christ. Dies on the cross. And of course, what do the priests do? They re-sew it. Get the old uh, sewing box out. Thread and lace, is that what they call it? Try and sew the curtain back together again. Couple it using tatches. Basically go back to how it used to be before Christ came. And if you think of the book of Galatians, people not wanting to receive the gospel of the grace of God, wanting to work their way into heaven. And the high priests were able to sow the Holy of Holies back together. And from 30 AD up until 70 AD, the temple is still open. Business as usual. And yet Jesus Christ has paid for the sins of the world. But the Jews, Jewry, don't believe it, don't want it. And what do they do? They try to ignore it, like many churches do today. 26, Exodus 26 and thou shalt make bars of sheet and wood, acacia wood, cassia wood. Five for the boards on the one side of the tabernacle, and five bars for the boards of the other side of the tabernacle, and five bars for the boards of the side of the tabernacle, for the two sides westward. North, south, east, west. The priest would enter the holy place from the east. Showbread was on the north. The candlestick, the menorah, was on the south. The altar of incense was on the west. I don't really understand this, but that's what we are reading about this morning. For the Old Testament, the Jews needed a physical tent, a physical place to sacrifice the animal. Lights, a light, the menorah. Priest, priests, to go into the Holy of Holies once a year. Contrast that to today. To today, we have no physical priest system. We are a royal priesthood. Christ is the light of the world. And he told us to let our light, our light so shine that people would see God inside of us. We'd be a light to the lost, of course. So we've looked at 26 verses from Exodus chapter 26. This superstructure design, although it was dictated by Jesus, was to be followed to the absolute letter. Going back to, don't add to the words of the Lord, don't substitute Subtract the words of the Lord. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. This structure, like I say, dictated by Jesus, the Messiah, built by Messiah Moses, if you will, was followed right to the letter. A bit like salvation, grace alone, through faith alone, and Christ alone. And yet most preachers, I'm sad to say, don't really believe that or preach it. They don't really understand the finished work of the Lord Jesus Christ. The fine twinned linen, 26 one, pictures the two natures of the Lord Jesus Christ, or two parts, two aspects of the Lord Jesus Christ. He was a son of Adam through his first birth, being Mary, of course. He was the son of God through his father. We are sons of Adam through our first births, and we are made sons of God through our second births. Jesus Christ is the son of man, son of God. You've got twinned linen, two twinned linen, fine twinned linen, blue-purple scarlet, three aspects to the curtains of the tabernacle, picturing Son of God, Son of Man, Son of David. The lengths are displayed and outlined in verses 2, 3, 4, 5 and 6. You've got loops which are going to be used to uh, hold the curtains together. The curtains are going to be a picture of heaven and earth, the saved and the unsaved. Jesus Christ will knock down the middle wall, Middle wall of partition. You've got goat's hair, seven, as a covering. And of course, goat's hair could last for a long time. Goat's hair dyed red becomes leather. Leather will last indefinitely. And that's why the Lord wanted it to be built and used in such a way. Also, the goat would be killed. Uh, The ram and badger would also be killed. Uh, You think of Adam and Eve kicked out of Eden. But before they were kicked out of Eden, an animal was killed, probably a lamb and given to cover them as a picture of imputation, a picture of our salvation. 30 cubits will be the length of one curtain, verse 8. And I will check that next week, but I think it's around 15 feet from memory. The breadth, the width, four cubits. And the 11 curtains should all be of one measure, all be the same size. You've got the coupling together, you've got the... uh, 50 loops of the edge of the one curtain, verses 10, 11. You've got brass, also an 11. The uh, backside of the tabernacle, verse 12, also has to be reinforced. You've got verse 14 again. Ram skins dyed red, picturing blood, of course. An animal had to die. Christ is the Lamb of God who died for our sins. Boards of the tabernacle, verse 15. Standing up, Christ was nailed to a cross upright, not upside down as they say that Peter died which of course is Catholic superstition and tradition of course but we'll hold it there and come back next week and try and uh, drill a little deeper into a very difficult passage to get more meat and to make it more relevant for Christians today please go back to Exodus chapter 25 Exodus chapter 25 and look at verse 29 if you will please And thou shalt make the dishes thereof, and spoons thereof, and covers thereof, and bowls thereof, to cover with all of pure gold. Shalt thou make them. Keep your hand there and go to John chapter 13. The more I read the Bible, the more I appreciate the Bible. I feel sad for people that don't believe in the Bible. I feel sad for people that don't know the Bible. Don't know the author of the greatest book that was ever written and was ever sold. Continues to be the bestseller, of course. John chapter 13. John chapter 13. Look at verse 5, please. After that he poureth water into a basin, and began to wash the disciples' feet, and to wipe them with a towel wherewith he was girded. Jesus Christ, of course. Then cometh he to Simon Peter, and Peter saith unto him, Lord, dost thou wash my feet? Jesus answered and said unto him, What I do thou knowest not now, but thou shalt know hereafter. Peter saith unto him, Thou shalt never wash my feet. Jesus answered him, if I wash thee not, thou hast no part with me. So a few days ago I was doing some chores and a lady and her daughter came into where I was and were looking for change. And they said to me, did I have any change? The office where you normally get change from was closed. And I said, "Uh, how much change do you need? And she said, well, maybe two or three pounds. And uh, I see she had a 10 pound note in her hand. So I put my hand into my pocket and I had three pounds, 50, three pounds, 60 or something And I said to this uh, Asian lady and a young daughter, I said, this is all I've got. And she really wanted change of a £10 note. And I said, so I haven't got change of a £10 note, but you can have what I've got. Here's two or three pounds. And she looked rather puzzled. And I said to have it on me, have it on me. So she took the money, looked at me, and uh, said to her daughter, there must be a news agent nearby. And uh, she was gone for a few minutes, and I carried on doing my chores. She came back a few moments later, And said to me, thank you very much, uh, but you can have your money back. And I thought, that's a picture of rejecting the gospel. Lord, dost thou wash my feet? Verse 6. What I do, thou knowest not now, but thou shalt know hereafter. Peter saith unto him, thou shalt never wash my feet. I don't want your money. I don't want your pity. I don't want your saviour. A lot of people are very self-righteous. I was trying to assist this woman and her young daughter, very much in need of some assistance. But within a few moments of weighing up the pros and the cons, should we or shouldn't we, it was decided they wouldn't take my charity, help, call it what you will, and it was returned to me. there will be millions upon millions of people like that lady at the great white throne judgment. So self-righteous. Thou shalt never wash my feet. Jesus answered him, if I wash thee not? Thou hast. No part with me. You better humble yourself, people. Simon Peter saith unto him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Go to Leviticus chapter 1. Leviticus chapter 1. Scripture with scripture. I love the scripture. I finished John a few nights ago and I will start the book of Acts. Maybe today or tomorrow. Leviticus chapter 1. Leviticus chapter 1. Look at verse 8, if you will. And the priests, Aaron's sons, Shall lay the parts, the head, and the fat, in order upon the wood that is on the fire, which is upon the altar. Wood, altar, fire, pitch of the cross, of course. But his inwards and his legs shall he wash in water. Going back to John chapter 13. And the priest shall burn all on the altar, to be a burnt sacrifice, an offering made by fire of a sweet savour unto the Lord. Go to Luke chapter 17. Luke chapter 17, if you're not a Bible believer, if you're not a Bible reader, you won't know about the deep stuff of the Lord, like what I'm trying to show you this morning. There's much more to the book than just John 3.16. Luke 17, Luke 17, look at verse 24. For as the lightning that lighteneth out of the one part under heaven, shineth under the other part under heaven, so shall the Son of Man be in his day. One more. Matthew 28, and I'll pull all these verses together. Matthew 28, the more I read this book, the more I realize how little I know. Matthew 28, Matthew 28, I've got change. Take the change, and I will be able to help you. Take the change, and you'll be able to get what you need. Take the Savior, and He will save you from your sins. Turn the Savior down, He will turn you down. Matthew 28, Matthew 28, look at verse 3. His countenance was like lightning. And his raiment white as snow. And for fear of him the keepers did shake. And became as dead men. Twenty-seven fifty-one. And behold the veil of the temple was rent in twain from the top to the bottom. And the earth did quake and the rocks rent. And the graves were opened. And many bodies of the saints which slept arose. And came out of the graves after his resurrection. And went into the holy city. And appeared unto many. Go back to the book of Exodus. Exodus chapter 25. 29. Again. And thou shalt make the dishes thereof, and spoons thereof, and covers thereof, and bowls thereof, to cover with all. Of pure gold shalt thou make. So for the Old Testament, the tabernacle was the home of the Lord, the house of the Lord. John chapter 13, the Lord Jesus Christ as the Lamb of God is dressing himself, is preparing himself. Washing the feet of the apostles. Contrast that to Leviticus chapter 1. Wash the animal, prepare the animal for a sacrifice. Jesus Christ is showing his apostles, indirectly, in type as well, in a mysterious form, what he is about to undergo, missed by many people. If you speak to a Catholic, they will say, well, John 13 is something we should be doing every Easter, and that's done in the Church of Rome, Church of England. Orthodox Church, Russian Orthodox Church, it goes far deeper than just washing somebody's feet. Nothing wrong with that, of course, but to be mindful of this, that what took place in John chapter 13 was never... Ever repeated in the book of Acts. It was a one-off event. Exodus chapter 26. Exodus chapter 26. And look at verse 19 again, please. And thou shalt make forty sockets of silver under the twenty boards. Two sockets under one board for his two tenons. And two sockets under another board for his two tenons. Not its tenons. His tenons they pierced my hands and my feet, keep your hand there and go to John chapter 20, a lot of verses to look at this morning so bear with me, John chapter 20, John chapter 20, his tenons being hand pins like nails, not its tenons, but his tenons, he's speaking about a person, the tabernacle, or the tent, Jesus Christ would say he was the Lord of the temple, John chapter 20, John 20. 20, look at verse 25. The other disciples therefore said unto him, We have seen the Lord. But he said unto them, Except I shall see in his hands the print of the nails, and put my finger into the print of the nails, and thrust my hand into his side, I will not believe. Thomas, of course. 27. Then saith he to Thomas, Reach hither thy finger, and behold my hands, and reach hither thy hand, and thrust it into my side, and be not faithless, but believing. Do you know the word believe appears 241 times in your Bible? The word repents appears 60 times in your Bible. Or the word blood, the precious blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, appears 94 times. Contrast that to the cross 24 times. The emphasis is on the blood. The emphasis is on believing. 29. Jesus saith unto him, Thomas, because thou hast seen me, Thou believest, blessed are they, that have not seen, like all of us, and yet have believed. The just shall it by faith. Go back to Exodus twenty-six nineteen again. And thou shalt make forty sockets of silver under the twenty boards. Two sockets under one board for his two tenons. His, his, his. Picturing a person, not a neuter object, but a person. And two sockets... And another board for his two tenons. You can't miss it. I'll give you one more. And we will continue to read. And hopefully conclude. Exodus chapter 26 this morning. Jump down to verse 24. And they shall be coupled together beneath. Doubled up beneath. And they shall be coupled together above the head of it. Unto one ring. One ring. Thus shall it be for them both. They shall be for the two corners. Keep your hand there and go to John. Chapter 19, a ring is a circular object, obviously, and I read this a few nights ago and thought it's an almost, almost, almost perfect match. 26, 24, coupled together beneath, coupled together above the head of it, unto one ring. Thus should it be for them both, them both, they should be for the two corners. John 19, John 19, look at verse 1. Then Pilate therefore took Jesus and scourged him. Pilate, a Gentile, scourged the Lord Jesus Christ, whipped him, lashed him. Some of the objects which were used had spikes attached to them. Then Pilate therefore took Jesus and scourged him. And the soldiers platted a crown of thorns and put it on his head. Crown, circular. Put it on his head. And they put on him a purple robe. Purple, scarlet, blue. Going back to the colours of the tabernacle. And said, Hail, King of the Jews! And they smote him with their hands. Do you realise what you've just read? That's a prophecy coming from unsaved Gentiles about the Jewish Messiah. King of the Jews, you better believe it. A crown of thorns, a robe. First time, they put him on a cross. Second time, he'll be on a throne wearing a literal Davidic crown. Not a thorn of crowns. Exodus chapter 26. Exodus chapter 26. And look at verse 28. And the middle bar in the midst of the board shall reach from end to end. Keep your hand there and go to Ephesians chapter 2. They were mocking him. They were laughing at him. Not realising that what was coming out of their mouths will one day come to pass. If you think of Caiaphas on one occasion. John 11 He would say how this man will die for the sins not only of the people, but for the entire nation. And it says how he said those things, being the high priest that year, not knowing what he was saying. If the Lord can speak through a donkey, he can speak through unbelieving Christ rejecters, even apostates and heretics. Ephesians uh, chapter 2, Ephesians chapter 2, look at verse 14. For he is our peace, who hath... Made both one. Father that they may be one. John 17. And hath broken down. The middle wall of partition between us. Having abolished in his flesh. The enmity. Even the law of commandments. Contained in ordinances. For the making himself of twain. One new man so making peace. And that he might reconcile both unto God. Into one body by the cross. There's our word again cross having slain the enmity thereby, and came and preached peace to you which were far off, and to them that were nigh. For through him we both have access by one spirit unto the Father. Go back to the book of Exodus. So just very briefly, the tenons, pins, were used to obviously hold the tabernacle together, like nails. Today you have a power tool, a gun, a glue gun, I think they call it, and it can hold bits of wood together together, in type, that's a picture of Jesus Christ nailed to a cross. They pierced my hands and my feet. The ring that was uh, mentioned over in verse 24 is a picture of the crown of thorns. A ring in the Old Testament was a symbol of authority. For the New Testament, if you see a man with a crown in his head, it could be Caesar Augustus, it could be Pilate or Herod. It's a picture of authority. They were mocking him, of course, but one day, like I say, he will... Uh, Return, and he will be calling the shots, of course. 26:28, one more time, and the middle bar in the midst, middle of the board shall reach from end to end. Contrast that, of course, to Ephesians 2:14, how he's knocked down the middle wall of partition, abolished the law, and has one man. If you are a saved person, you're neither Jew nor Gentile. Jesus Christ is the Lord of the temple, Lord of the Sabbath. For the Old Testament, you've got a literal tabernacle, which we are reading about this morning. And if you wanted to approach the Lord, you had to go via the temple, via the tabernacle, via the tents, of course. And I'll explain more of that this morning. 29. And thou shalt overlay the boards with gold, and make their rings of gold for places for the bars. And thou shalt overlay the bars with gold. And thou shalt rear up the tabernacle according to the fashion thereof. Which was showed thee in the mount fashion. A very popular term. Are you into fashion? Are you a follower of fashion? Going back to everything that Messiah showed Moses on the mount, starting from chapter twenty. Moses would have to retain everything and put into place, put into reality, create, build everything that the Messiah would reveal to Moses. All the words from the Lord. Are pure words, purified seven times. Thy word is true from the beginning. And every one of thy righteous judgments endureth forever. Everything that was shown to Moses, verse 30, according to the fashion thereof, which was showed in the mount, must be built. You couldn't add or take away. Going back one more time to Revelation 22. Don't add to the word. Don't take from the word. Look at verse 31. And thou shalt make a veil of blue and purple and scarlet and fine twinned linen of cunning work with cherubim shall it be made. There's our three colours again. And thou shalt hang it upon four pillars. Four pillars of sheet and wood overlaid with gold. The hooks shall be of gold upon the four sockets of gold. Upon the four sockets of silver. Keep your hand there and go to Galatians chapter 2. The attention to detail is remarkable. Jesus Christ was of course a carpenter. It's being said that he may have even built his cross which he would carry. It's possible that he built crosses, which the Romans would then commandeer to crucify criminals on. We can't prove it, but it's a, it's an interesting hypothesis. Galatians chapter 2. Galatians uh, chapter 2. Like I said, a lot of Bible this morning, but that's okay. I know that people listen to this broadcast all over the world. As of right now, we have a family listening in live from Texas. We have a family listening in live from Singapore. We have family, a family listening in live from Barcelona. We have somebody listening in from Santiago, Chile this morning. As of this week, we've had some of our tracks given out in Sweden and also Chile. And we thank the Lord for that. People don't listen to me, they're listening to the Word of God. Galatians chapter 2, Galatians chapter 2. And they get up very early also. To listen to these broadcasts, and we appreciate that very much. Galatians chapter two, Galatians chapter two. Look at verse nine please. And when James, Cephas, and John, who seemed to be pillars, perceived the grace that was given unto me. They gave to me and Barnabas the right hands of fellowship, that we should go unto the heathen, and they unto the circumcision. Four groups of people. Four groups of people. Go back to Exodus twenty six, thirty two, and thou shalt hang it upon four pillars. Four pillars of sheet and wood, acacia wood, overlaid with gold. You can't improve gold. Like I say, gold is the highest commodity on the face of the earth. Their hooks shall be of gold upon the four sockets of silver. And thou shalt hang up the veil under the tachers' attachments, that thou mayest bring in thither within a veil the ark of the testimony. And the veil shall divide unto you between the holy place and the most holy. Not much is holy any more. I saw an article this morning, only briefly skimmed it, about a blasphemous blasphemous movie made back in the late 1970s, I won't name it, a revolting movie, Mm. attacking my saviour, wouldn't dare attack Muhammad. And even back in the late 70s, they were still bold, brave and brash, and yet they had to cut lines out of the script due to the blasphemy against Almighty God. And one day they will get their comeuppance, if you think of Pilate and his men of war, Hail, King of the Jews, whipping him, lashing him, slapping him about, spitting on his face. He took it a course. That's a picture of what you and I should receive upon death. And here, the mercy seat, 34, upon the Ark of the Testimony in the most holy place. So, you've got the mercy seat, a place to sit. You've got a light to see. You've got a table, and I'll return to the table in a few moments. And you've got bread, food to eat. That's all you really need. A table, a chair, a light, food. This is the Lord's home, like I say. 34. And thou shalt put the mercy seats upon the ark of the testimony in the most holy place. And thou shalt set the table without the veil. And the candlestick over against the table on the side of the tabernacle toward the south. And thou shalt put the table on the north side. Keep your hand there and go to Luke chapter 22 if you think of curtains for the summer curtains for the summer keep the sun out curtains for the winter keep the sun in curtains as far as the tabernacle would be concerned or were concerned were doubled up first and foremost to keep the people out and also to keep the priests in only the priests were privileged to see what was going on behind the curtains outside the people would see the curtains but weren't allowed to enter into the curtains jesus christ goes in to the temple, the tabernacle, the testimony, the tent, via the curtains. This is the Lord's home, like I say. Luke chapter 22. Luke chapter 22. It's, it's uh, always interesting how much you can get out of your Bible if you spend any time reading it. Most Christians don't like to read the Bible. Uh, and if you if you can't read it, if you're not a very good reader, you can also listen to it. Always listen to it. I know our brother in Barcelona likes to listen through audio recordings and i salute him for that luke 22 luke 22 look at verse 21 but behold the hand of him that betrayeth me is with me on the table there's that word again table if you think of catholic bibles they like to try and improve on this they say a table is an altar and they say the cup uh, should be the chalice They can't accept the fact that Jesus Christ was a servant of servants of a humble man. Wasn't anywhere near like Solomon. And they hate the fact that anybody can reach him through faith alone. Jump down to verse 29. And I appoint unto you a kingdom as my father hath appointed unto me. That ye may eat and drink at my table in my kingdom and sit on thrones judging the twelve tribes of Israel. Go back to the book of Exodus. A table for the New Testament pictures communion. A table for the Old Testament pictures communion. Again, you've got a table, you've got a light, you've got food, and you've got somewhere to sit. That's all you need if the truth were known. Exodus chapter 26, 35 again. And thou shalt set the table without the veil, outside the veil, and the candlestick over against the table... On the side of the tabernacle toward the south. And thou shalt put the table on the north side. And thou shalt make an hanging for the door of the tents of blue and purple and scarlet. And fine twinned linen wrought with needlework. I am the door. I am the way, the truth, and the life. 37. And thou shalt make for the hanging five pillars of sheet and wood. And overlay them with gold. And the hook shall be of gold. And thou shalt cast five sockets of brass for them. Go to First Timothy chapter 3. Look at verse 15. But if I tarry long, that thou mayest know how thou oughtest to behave thyself in the house of God, which is a church of the living God, the pillar and ground of the truth. Go back to Exodus chapter 26, 36 again. And thou shalt make an hanging For the door of the tent Of blue and purple and scarlet And fine linen wrought with needlework Keep your hand there Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 3 1 Corinthians chapter 3 And I will pull all these verses together Before we conclude uh, the message this morning 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 3 Look at verse 12 Every man's work shall be made manifest for the day shall declare it in fact sorry verse 12 now if any man build upon this foundation gold silver precious stones wood hay stubble every man's work shall be made manifest for the day shall declare it because it shall be revealed by fire and the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is so go back to exodus 26 you've got gold once again in verse 37 you've got uh Gold and brass, you've got five sockets of brass. Gold, like I say, is the highest commodity. If you build on gold, silver, and uh, brass, uh, gold, silver, and precious stones from 1 Corinthians 3, 12, you would do well. But if you're building on wood, hay, and stubble, you're in trouble. Exodus uh, 26, 37, five pillars of sheet and wood, overlaid, or overlay them uh, with gold. Yeah, go back to John 19. Couldn't find the cross-reference there. John 19, John chapter 19, uh, John chapter 19, John 19, 23. Then the soldiers, when they had crucified Jesus, took his garments and made four parts to every soldier part, and also his coat. Now the coat was without seam, woven from the top throughout, four parts to his clothing going back to what I said last week you've got the priest entering entering the uh, tabernacle from the east the showbread was on the north the candlestick was on the south and the altar of incense was on the west like North East Southwest or news but basically there are four dimensions to the tabernacle and these four dimensions uh, for the tabernacle are also found over in John 1923. Four parts, not three parts. Four parts uh, explaining the four dimensions to the tabernacle. Then the soldiers, when they had crucified Jesus, although the soldiers, being Gentile, crucified the Lord Jesus Christ, did the dirty, as they say, did the uh, deed, as they say, it was the Jews who handed him over to be crucified. First Thessalonians chapter 2. You think about Matthew 27 Let his blood be on us and on our children. And the Lord said, that's okay, that can be arranged. And they've been suffering for almost 2,000 years. Also, Jew and Gentile coming together, contrast that to the book of Revelation. The uh, ten kingdoms working hand in hand with the Antichrist, an apostate Jew, of course. Took his garments, made four parts to every soldier apart, and also his coat, Now the coat was without seam, woven from the top throughout. Go to Hebrews chapter 1. Hebrews chapter 1. I've got one more cross-reference, so I can find it. And hopefully this will all make sense. Uh, Hebrews chapter 1. So, like I say, the curtains doubled up to handle the summer and also to handle the winter. It's bitterly cold in the winter and uh, incredibly hot during the summer. We can understand that for today We have curtains today to keep the sun out in the summer and to keep the heat in during the winter. Hebrews chapter 1. Hebrews uh, chapter 1. Look at verse uh, 10, if you will. And thou, Lord, in the beginning, hast laid the foundation of the earth, triune Lord, And the heavens are the works of thine hands. Every miracle that the Lord Jesus Christ did, apart from a handful, were done via his hands. They shall perish, but thou remainest, and they all shall wax old, as doth a garment. Garment, clothing, tabernacle. And as a vesture shalt thou fold them up, and they shall be changed. But thou art the same, and thy years shall not fail. So one day, Almighty God is going to wrap this all up. And that's what they say at the end of each news broadcast. Well, that just about wraps it up. Go back to the book of Exodus. We are living in time, obviously. And our purpose of this ministry is to get people saved, to grow them in grace, to assist them, to help them to understand the deeper things of the Lord Jesus Christ. And also from last week, we looked at uh, the dimensions uh, it was 30 cubits from uh, 26.8, and 30 cubits is 44 feet. Also, we didn't uh, add a thought, or t- I didn't speak about the goat's hair in great detail from 26.7, excuse me, 26.7. And thou shalt make curtains of goat's hair to be a covering upon the tabernacle. 11 curtains shalt thou make goat's hair, Judas goat. Judas is spoken of as being a traitor. A Judas goat basically allows the rest of the flock to follow him into the slaughterhouse. So a goat is found over, or the goat's skin is found over in 26.7 in type, picturing Judas Iscariot. These all go together if you take the time to cross-reference the verses and appreciate that what is going on in the Old Testament is being found in the New Testament. If you think of the sacrifice of the animal... The animal being washed, Jesus Christ would wash his apostles' feet. Picturing what would take place to him, the burnt offering found over in in, uh, Leviticus chapter 1 speaks about fire coming down from heaven and I thought about this very carefully last night. Where does fire uh, come into the equation as far as Jesus Christ is concerned? There are some King James preachers which teach that Christ went to hell and had to be tortured And was even burnt. I don't believe that. That's a heresy. But what I did show you was from Luke 17. How lightning is connected with the second advent. Lightning is fire. And also Matthew 28. The keepers were like dead men. Like lightning. Picturing that almighty God has received the sacrifice of the Lord Jesus Christ. If you were to speak to Jews back in the Old Testament about what they were doing, they would have had limited understanding as to what they were doing. I don't think Abraham really understood why he was told to sacrifice Isaac. And as he was sacrificing Isaac, of course, that's a picture of Jesus Christ. The Lord Jesus Christ would say that he saw my day and rejoiced to see my day. So these parts all fit nicely together. If you take the time to read and read and keep on reading. Exodus 26... Exodus chapter 26, and look at 36, 37 again. And thou shalt make an hanging for the door of the tent, of blue and purple and scarlet, and fine twinned linen wrought with needlework. And thou shalt make for the hanging five pillars of sheet and wood, and overlay them with gold. You've got the apostles, and I gave you three, perhaps four names. And there's a fifth name. It may have been Barnabas for memory. Picturing the five pillars of the early church. Not the seven pillars of Islam. But the five pillars of the early church. And here five pillars of sheet and wood. Denoting that this tabernacle is made of wood. The cross was wooden. Overlay them with gold. And the hook shall be of gold. And thou shalt cast five sockets of brass for them. And I thought last night. I wonder if the measurements for the uh, tabernacle would be possible uh, concerning it being 10 cubits to match the size, the heights of the cross of Christ. It's not a course. There's no way that the Lord's cross was 16 feet high. But you've got to think these things through. If you are a preacher, if you are a teacher, you've got to think of all the options. Is it plausible? Is it probable? If it's plausible, we can go with it. But if it's not probable, we have to drop it. We don't need to stretch these verses to teach what they are not teaching but if you think about the, the, uh, the cross-references which I've given you this morning, you see what's taken place in the Old Testament. A physical uh, design of a tabernacle. Contrast that to the Lord Jesus Christ being the living temple. Greater than Solomon, greater than the temple. Lord of the Sabbath. And you see very easily and hopefully very quickly what the Jews were building back in the Old Testament would be taking place many years later. Four parts. To the Lord's clothing, denoting the four pillars, verse 34, uh, to the design of the tabernacle. Again, the church is built on Jesus Christ, the prophets and the apostles. And we are built on such a foundation. So I think we've said enough for this morning. Uh, There's one other verse I wanted to show but I can't uh, locate it. But that's okay, I think for now we've got enough uh, to wrap up this chapter like i said a few weeks ago these are very tricky passages to read and teach and preach and try and apply to anybody uh, living today but no doubt in the next few weeks and months i'll come back and add some more uh material to what we've looked at over the last uh few weeks but we'll hold it there and next week lord willing uh, continue from exodus chapter 27